We're on page Kuf Ayin Hei, 175, and on the previous page, Kuf Ayin Dalad, we're speaking about, we just started and said, now we can understand what Havaya is Shmoy HaGodl. Um, after we explained that Havaya is the Eir Eliki, which is already basically going through the chain of creation, the process, the steps of creation, Simsim, Ispashtus, Mshach, Ispashtus, and then that is Ani Havaya, it's totally one with Ani, with Hashem's very essence. And that's why even Havaya, which relates to the, even the, can even relate to the Eira Atzmi, even though it's a name which is describing, limiting something, but being that Hashem in His very essence is one with that Eira, which is already relating to creation, which already comes in the Kalim. Therefore, there is a connection. They're totally unified. And therefore, Havaya can relate all the way back to the Eira Atzmi, the essential light of Hashem, the Emanator. So, in order to explain this idea of Shmei HaGadol even more, Havaya is Shmei HaGadol, to Shema Etzem, we say we preface this, this verse, Ati Adaiti ki God Lavai Now I know, Yisrael said that Hashem is greater than all their gods. If anyone else would have said that, the Medrash says it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have meant anything. But Yisrael, that he searched all, all of his others, and he explored them and he knew them, and he still appreciated that Hashem is greater than all of them. That now we understand that that's a real statement, because he actually knew everything else, and he tro- and he still saw that Hashem was greater than everything. But seemingly, it doesn't make sense. How can you say that um, they didn't find any substance to the other of Zodis? That seems to imply that there are they are a something, but yet they have no substance. I mean, he's giving them some chashivas to the other of Zodis. Moshe Ben also says about David Malach says that I know his term is greater than uh, than all Alekim. So what is this idea of greater than all Alekim? It means greater than other gods, implying that there are other powers besides Hashem, other gods, so to say. But Hashem says, Besides me, there is no other Elikim, other gods, other powers. So how can we say, the statement, the God of gods, implying that there are some type of other powers besides Hashem. So then we said, in order to explain this, there's explain, There's two Pirushim, two explanations in Elikim. One is just means strength and power. Um, and that's why a judge is called Elikim. Alekim Leisakal do not curse the judge because he has a certain power to be to be passing the halacha to decide what's the halacha in a certain case and to force the baldin the person the litigant to go according to his 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 psak like it says he's able to force him and even until he says that, okay I, I agree with him when they get to the, get, the law of get of get that has to be from his rotsin but uh, the the, the bezdin has the ability to force the person to hit him to punish him until he says I agree. <clears throat> so the Bezdin has a certain Koyach. It's obviously not a Koyach Muchot, inherent power. It's a power which is invested in the in the judges from Hashem. Um, but it is a very intense power. And so also by Moshe, it says, Hashem says, I have placed you as a Elikim Lepare, as a ruler to Pare, like Turgumunkla says, a Rabba Lepare, a ruler over Pare. He was given a special power, Moshe was given the power and the ability to rule over Pare and to basically break him down to punish him. Even though it's not a inherent power, a complete power, it was only in the hands of Moshe because it was only, he didn't have the ability. It wasn't his decision, and his own strength gave him gave him this power only because Hashem gave him the command to do these things. The power that's why he had the power. Nevertheless, being that he had that power and that ability, that is certain. That's why he was called the king. He had this certain power, strength invested in him from Hashem. And the second explanation of Elikim is actually not just a description of power, but actually is a godly name. Like Shulchan says, that when you say Elikim in any bracha, to have an intention that it means that Hashem is all-powerful and has the ability to accomplish anything in the higher worlds and the lower worlds. He is basically means he's omnipotent, kol yachol, all-able. 
and he ha- and his ability is different than the above ability we're saying above power. It's an inherent power. Bukhletis mitzadatzme. It's something. It's a complete power. Nothing can stop it, and also it's inherent. It's not something invested in Hashem. It's something which he has in and of himself. And now we understand why the why the malachim, the angels, are called also likim. Like it says in the verse, likim, praise to the God of gods, the Master, even over the angels. Like Ramban says, that you should not have any any elikim achedim, other gods. And Ramban says that the malachim, the angels, are also called elikim, and Hashem is called elikehu elikim, the God over those gods, meaning over the powers of the, the angels, because the angels, what what is their power? They are shluchi hashefa. They are basically channels to funnel the divine energy that it should be fitting for creation. The limited creation should be able to receive that energy and contain it. That's why they have a special power ability to be able to basically funnel this divine energy. Like each each angel is a funnel for a different divine energy. Michal for chesed, Gabriel for gevuda. So this is their this is their intense power and the special special uh, unique attribute which they relate to. They have a power to be a funnel for that attribute. Chesed, gevuda, tiferes. That's why they're called the kim and matat. Malach, which is called Matatrin, basically he is called in the Chazal the actual minister over the whole world. What does that mean? Because the general energy which flows into creation comes through, is funneled through him, through that channel of called Matat. Um, not that obviously the conducting of the whole creation is through him, but Hashem conducts creation through that energy which is funneled through him. And that's why it's called the Shu of the Shechina. The Shu is um, translated in Aramaic as Nartic, as a sheath, a cover. And basically, that's the whole idea of a cover the sheath over the sun is to basically the the, the heat of the the rays of the sun should not be so intense, and they should be able to receive by by basically people without being burned up. So too, the godly energy which is funneled through matat, it basically becomes um, hidden within him, and that's why he's called the shu for the shechina for Hashem's divine presence. And therefore, the world should be able to receive that divine energy and to be able to be uh, sustained without becoming nullified out of its out of its existence. And that's why we say the conducting of the whole world is through matat. That's why it's called the minister over the world. Because he is, so to say, the minister which rules over this conducting of the world because he's the one that funnels the energy for allow, so to say, which is connecting Hashem, which is what, that energy is how Hashem conducts all the worlds. But nevertheless, this is not an inherent power. It's not a complete power. He can't do whatever he wants with it. And it's not something which he has in and of himself. It was invested into him by Hashem. Um, and therefore, he cannot add anything to that energy or take away from that energy at all. Michal and Gavriel, they're the ministers, the funnels for the divine energy, which is from Chesed and Gevuda, and that he cannot, they cannot change at all, even from a hair's breadth, from what they w- w- was drawn down from them. They can't add more energy, take away from any energy. And that's what it says in the verse, Kreil Hashem Alamoyim. The, vo- the voice of Hashem is on the water. It's the Amshacha, the Gili from Hashem, which is all coming into the water, the physical water, but tra- channeled, funneled through the, the supernal channel of energy, which is the Malach. But not that the Malach itself has any power. Now we're starting on page Kufain Hey. Three lines on the top. This is the meaning of the verse. All the gods of the nations are alilim. What does it mean, alilim? In Rashi over there, it means that in the sense of al, that they're nothing. They don't have any mamashas to them. They don't have any real substance to them. And this, Ramban explains, not just as referring to false gods. All the gods, the Vedasodas of the world, of the nations, are nothing. Ramban says this also, this... Um, the gods of the world also refers to the Malach and the angels, the Pirish Elilim. And he explains what does it mean, Elilim then? 
like like Rashi says that they're lashon al, like in do not do something, or they are just from the, the sense of not nothingness. They they don't have any ability to help in and of themselves, an inherent ability to help. They don't have any true substance to them, being that their whole power of the angels is just to funnel the energy. They don't have any inherent power to give more energy or less energy. They have no ability to do anything by themselves and from their own choice, from their own will. They have no choice in this at all. They're just a funnel being totally like a funnel to channel that energy down to the world but not that they can affect it in any way or decide how much energy energy they give rather everything they do is just according to the will of Hashem which is flowing through them like the famous statement they're just like the axe in the hand of the chopper the axe can't decide anything of what it's doing and also it's not the axe which which um, cut the tree down it's the chopper who's using that axe so to Hashem, it's not the angels which is which is doing anything. It's just that He's using the angels as a channel, as a funnel to get the energy down to the world. The chopper couldn't be couldn't cut down the tree without the axe, because it's it's concentrating His energy in a way which should be able to cut it down. But it's not the axe which is doing it. And you need the chopper. The fact that Hashem has to have it, so to say, He obviously doesn't have to, but He decided to make it in that certain fashion that there should be this channel this funnel this concealment of these angels so but the fact that the divine energy has to go be drawn down to the worlds through these funnels of the angels is only that the divine energy which is so intense the worlds wouldn't be able to accept it and receive it without becoming totally nullified out of their existence therefore it just needs to become concealed in these funnels of the angels like we said before but their whole their whole uh, power and their whole ability that to, their effect they have on creation is only it's only because of the godly energy which is flowing upon them and flowing through them they have no ability to change anything and to take away from the divine energy which is being funneled channeled through them or to add to that energy but from the Hashem's perspective from the godliness perspective which is flowing through them it could totally be in a different way it could be less energy more energy um, because it's all in the hands of Hashem giving who's the one who's who's giving over that energy and bestowing that energy to creation because Hashem is the true powerful all able he, he is the only one who truly has the ability to do whatever he wants a complete ability a complete power meaning it's nothing can stop it nothing can hold it back it's also inherent it's not something which is invested in him it's in and of itself he has that power like the verse says whatever Hashem wants he can do Nothing can stop him. He is the Bali Yechilas Amiti, the true one who has the true ability. Whereas the angels don't have any ability in themselves. Their power is only because it's invested in them from Hashem, and they can't take away from that power or add to it. They can just, they're, they just do their job of funneling it. And so now we're going back to this verse, all of the gods of the worlds, of the gods of the nations. But here, the Rambam is explaining it all of the Malachim, the angels, which are the ministering angels. Every nation of the seventy nations has a specific ministering angel, which is relating to it, giving it its divine energy, basically its ability to to exist and to be sustained, and giving it its just its life. So all these angels for the, all the seventy nations are just the channels, the funnels that give them their energy. So all these seventy nations are called sarim, 
They're called they're called ministers. They have a power to them. Like we said before, the angels have a certain power, not inherent power and not complete power, but it was invested in them from God. That's why they're called alikim, because they have this power. Because of this ability, this power, which is, which is invested within them, in them. Through these ministering angels, which are basically just funnels, uh, that ch channel the divine energy in a more concealed way to the world or to the nations in this sense that through them it should be the influx of the divine energy down here into the physical world or to these 70 nations and another example of this is like the effect of the the, this, the heat which comes from the sun and the cold which comes from the moon like the verse says also from the produce which is grown from the from the sun and the produce which is grown from the from the um, moon they basically both of them have a specific influence on creation the sun giving an influence of heat the moon giving an influence of cold and which is causing things to grow in the world that's why even the um, the the the, the um, sun and the moon and all the stars and Tzuashamayim, all these different hosts of the heaven are also called Alikim. They have a, a power invested within them, not a complete power, but it's a power invested within them to give life to creation, to give heat, to give coldness, and also to cause things to grow. But their power is not inherent at all, God forbid. Rather, it's something which is just invested within them from Hashem. And according to the way, the specific manner that this this power was invested within them from above, from Hashem, so too will be their power and their influence on creation. They cannot change it at all. Only the way it was given, that's the way it's going to be, that's the way it's going to affect the creation. That's the way it's going to always constantly be. They're not able to change their, the, the sun can't give over coldness, the uh, moon can't give heat, and they can't diminish from the amount of heat that Hashem is ability, giving the ability to them to do, or the, the amount of influence they have on creation, on plants, etc. Like it says in Medjushaba, Bereshis Parsha 22, regarding Kain and Hevel. So this Medjush is is quoted in the name of Amr Abishim Yechoi. said, and it skips, skips a little bit here. I'll read it from the actual Medjush. It says, It's very hard to say this. It's impossible for the mouth to explain this. And then it continues, like the, in the Lush and the actual Weimar. Moshe Lashnei Islitin, there is a, and you can compare it as an analogy, this fight between Kain and Hevel. Uh, an analogy between two two ministers, they were standing and they were fighting, wrestling before the king. If, uh, if, the, if the king would have wanted, he could have separated them. They, that they shouldn't kill each other. And the, the king didn't want to separate them, though. So one of them overpowered over, over the other person and killed him. And the one that was killed was, so to say, screaming, I guess before, right before he's about to die, screaming out to the king, who's going to demand my judgment from, from the king? That Basically, the king could have stopped could have stopped what was happening. So who's going to demand my judgment, my court, before the king? It's, so to say, it's the king's fault. If the king would have wanted, he could have stopped. He could have protested against the person who was killing that person. He could have stopped him. So who's going to basically take the king to court and demand my case? He could have He could have stopped it. And it's just interesting to the Eitz the Yosef, the, one of the Mepharshim on the Beishish Rabbi says, um, explains this. 
So the the one that was being hit and being killed was screaming and saying, saying before basically before he's gonna before he's dying, who's gonna demand my case before the king? Meaning to say, who is going to demand my case and my blood from the king? Because the king is almost at fault with this. He had the ability to save me and he didn't save me. And what is the what's the what's the the nimshal here? What's the analog? What's the point here? The message. Um, you could you could you could cry out and complain to Hashem on the fact that he didn't save Hevel from Cain. However, in truth, it's from the Saidis Khafshi Sabhida. It's from the, one of the secrets of the free choice that was given to a person. That, that a person does not have the ability to comprehend this idea of free choice. And that's why that's why Rabbi Shimbay said it's Kasha It's very hard to say this. Because it seems like it's a chisarin. It seems like it's a lacking in the power of Hashem. The fact that he left a place for this complaint on the idea of, of free choice. And it's impossible for the, the mouth to explain it, like you said at the beginning, because it's something which is from... He said, It's something which is hidden in Hashem's supernal thought. It's something very deep in Hashem's thought, which we can't understand. And that is the idea here in this medrash. And then the Mimer continues. Obetesis Yomtev Perik Gimel the obvious Mishnah Tesavov. Tesis Yomtev and the commentaries on 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 um, tractics of our fathers, ethics of our fathers. Perik Yovis, chapter three, Mishnah fifteen. All the Mishnah on the Mishnah Hakoyl Tzofi. Everything is foreseen. Hashem sees everything before it happens. Barushus Nasuna, but still, choice is given to people. Everyone has free choice. Haven Medrash Shabbat So Tesis Yomtev brings this 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 Medrash Shabbat, which you just said between these two people, these two ministers fighting. And he says, And he says that just is just like the idea between two people that are fighting, and one of them is about to kill the other person, and Hashem has the ability to protest, or the person that's watching has the ability to stop them, and he doesn't stop. But here, Hashem is basically watching these two people, fight, two people fighting, and it doesn't stop the people, even though he knows that this person could get killed, is going to get killed. Because Hashem has given everyone, he's given us free choice. Now we can take this back to the um, the ministering angels, which are the channels of the divine energy to creation. The minister, ministering angel of the whole world, like we said, Matat, who funnels the, the energy to all of creation. Hashem invested within that angel this ability, this power to give over the divine energy according to the nature of according to the way, the natural way that the world runs, to give over that divine energy. Even though Hashem could, basically could um, protest and basically break all of the rules of, of nature and give more uh, influx of energy or less. Hashem does not break the regular chain of nature. He doesn't, so to say, protest, like from the above-mentioned Medrash. Only at very, very seldom times does he actually protest and break the rules of nature and give a lot more divine influx of energy, and that's when the miracles happen, which break the, the rules of nature, etc. So, even though Hashem could... The, the angel has no choice in the matter whatsoever. He just gives over the natural flow of energy, which is usually kind of just like the way of the world works, the way the natural amount of energy that the world needs. Hashem is in charge of that energy. He could break it at any moment. He could give more. He could give less. But very seldom does it happen. And the truth is, above, in the ministering angel of the world, and also regarding the angels of Michal and Gabriel, who are in charge of giving the divine energy of chesed things into the world, or kavuda, like water and fire, 
So it's not in a way of choice at all. So the fact that the angels are giving over this energy or funneling this energy to creation is not in a way of choice, free choice at all. Because free choice is only given down here to people. Specifically to the Jewish people. Not above in the spiritual realms. They don't have any free choice. They're totally nullified and totally nullified to Hashem and have no free choice whatsoever because they feel Hashem's presence to such an extent which they can't break out of it. They can't do anything opposite of what they feel. They feel that Hashem is the true existence and Hashem is the true um, gives them their life every moment. If a person would feel that, they wouldn't be able to do anything against that because you can't go against your own life force. A person will never go against his own life when he's in his right mind. Um, so the angels also can't go against that because they feel that, that Hashem is their true life. So only down here we have free choice. Therefore, if so, there is no logic whatsoever to say that the angels do something with their own inherent power, meaning that they have the choice, meaning the Zod is the whole, that's the whole concept of Aved Zod. People think that the angels and the ministering angels have an inherent power, and therefore, if I serve them, if I bow down to the sun and the moon and all the stars and planets, etc., then I can cause them to give me more blessings and more influx of energy. But the truth is they have they have no inherent energy at all. Um, there's no logic at all in saying that. The only with a supernal power invested in them from Hashem, and therefore automatically being that Hashem is giving them all this energy and this ability to be a funnel for the energy, he has the ability to change the nature and to change them. To change basically to he's only Hashem has the ability to change how much energy they're getting. Hashem does not does not protest and does not basically break the natural um, way that things run. Because that is Hashem's will. Hashem wants the world to be conducted in the, by the way of nature. It should seem natural. It shouldn't be obvious that everything's being run by Hashem, or else we, there will be no free choice down here. And this is the same truth by the 70, the 70 ministering angels, which are basically the funnels of the divine energy, which goes to the 70 nations. He gave them this ability, this power, which is invested in them, and it's not a complete power, not an inherent power, but he gave them this power, this ability to give over the divine influx of energy to the seven nations. And he set up the the um, boundaries of all the nations. Meaning, what is this boundaries? That every single nation of the seven nations of the world has a specific um, funnel, which is a specific, specific angel, which is in charge of giving them their specific unique energy. On the verse, my portion is Hashem, my soul has said that my portion is Hashem. It says that the, the 70 nations chose for themselves to have their relationship with Hashem through these ministering angels, these funnels, but, Hashem, but the Jewish people chose Hashem. So their connection is directly to Hashem. So basically every single um, nation, Hashem gave a funnel to every single nation to get their, their energy, their connection to divinity and Hashem is also invested within them the ability to give over that energy to the to the nations and, that, and also depending on that energy which is given to them if one, one of the nations has more energy than the other then they have the ability to overcome and to basically overpower conquer the other nation according to the will of Hashem everything is according to the will of Hashem if one nation Hashem decides one nation should be in charge he gives more energy through that funnel through that angel that sar automatically that nation becomes in charge. Like the mushal, the analogy of the two uh, ministers above. Hashem could have changed it, but he gave the amount of energy to one more than the other. Therefore, the one overcame. 
That's why these ministering angels in general, the angels are called Elikim. Like I said before, it comes in the word Lashon of Koyach and Chizik, this is power. Because they have this not inherent power, the invested power, and not a complete power, because they don't have the ability to change it at all, but they have this power to to be a funnel for the divine energy to creation. After that, even though obviously they're not godly at all, they don't have an inherent power. Because it's only an invested power which is given to them and not inherent. And if Hashem wanted to, the one who's giving them this power, if the one who's giving them the power, Hashem, wanted to protest and basically stop that or change the amount of energy they get, he he could protest and he could lower the game, lower the proud, meaning the haughty nations, basically take away all their energy and make them be nothing. Like you see, the other big nations of the world became nothing. Greeks, Romans, Egyptians. He has the ability to take away their energy um, and to basically lower the haughty and the, the strong nations, and then to uplift. On the other hand, he could give the more weaker nations more energy and funnel it through, channel it through these funnels of the ministering angels and they uplift the lowly and the weak nations. Like we say about Hanukkah, Hashem gave over the mighty nations, the Greeks, into the hands of the weak, the, the Maccabees, the Jewish nation. Now, it is all depending because Hashem decided to give more energy to the um, take away energy from the strong nation, the Greeks, and give it more to the Jewish people at that time. So now we can conclude from all this, move on. Into the Fiza movement. And so according to all this, it's understood. When we say that Hashem is greater from all other Elikim, it doesn't con- contradict at all to what it says besides me. Hashem says, besides me, there is no other Elikim. Because in truth, there is no true, true Elikim. There is no other godliness. There is no other um, true power besides Hashem. Because Hashem is the only one who has who's all powerful and has true ability, unlimited ability, and inherent ability. Everything else is just invested and not a complete ability, not complete power. And the fact that the the ministering the ministers, meaning the malachim, the supernal angels, which are ministering angels in charge of these certain, the giving the divine influx to these nations. And the, also the 70 nations, the Grand Malikim, with the fact that they are called Alikim, it's not because they're inherently powerful they, or they have a complete power. Not that they are, God forbid, gods, meaning they have inherent power, inherent complete power. It's only called, they're only called so because of this invested, this power which is invested within them, which is given to them. And, and this power which they have to basically be a funnel to give over the influx of divine energy to creation, which is a power, it's an amazing power, that they have this ability to conceal that energy and to make it fit for creation, but it's some, being, being that it's just given to them, it was in, invested within them from Hashem, and therefore Hashem has the ability to basically take it away from them, so they don't have no inherent power, they're not really a likim. It's like the verse says, Whatever Hashem wants, He could do in the heavens or the earth. Basically, He has power over all realms of creation. He could take away the energy, He could give more energy. The AFLP is turning the next page. Even though, even though there is the Matat, the administering angel of the whole world, over the general divine energy, which is funneled in the creation, and many different administering angels over all the 70 nations, 
Everything is basically, like the verse says, everything, whatever Hashem wants, He can do. He can change that. They have no inherent power. You can give more energy, you can give less. Whatever the angels, these ministering angels do is only according to the will of Hashem. And they have no, they cannot change, they have no inherent, uh, independent will besides Hashem's will. And also the Hashem has the ability to break the power that was given to them and totally do according to His will. He can give more energy, He can give less energy, He could take away their ability to funnel that energy. And that, like it says in the verse, He says, my, Only my advice uh, shall be upheld, and all my will as I shall do. So only Hashem has the ability to say that everything, I mean, anything Hashem wants, He can do, and everything that He does will actually happen. He can break nature. He can, if He desires to take away the power from these angels, these funnels to creation, He can. Uh, therefore, they have no inherent power. Therefore, they're not really Elikim in the sense of real gods, meaning with real power. Their power is only invested within them, and they, even the power they have is not complete. They can't change anything in their own will. They have no um, independent will. We'll stop there. Three lines at the top of Kufa and Love.